Hello, my name's Luke Mitchell. Welcome to Founder Chats with Be Purple, the University of Brighton's entrepreneurship support service. In this series, we interview business owners, many of them graduates of the university, most of them in the first five years of their ventures, to find out the secrets of their success so far. How did they get started? What challenges have they faced and how did they overcome them? And what advice and inspiration can they offer to others looking to go it alone? In this fourth episode, I speak to B. Adamick, founder of Liberty Music PR, an independent digital publicity company launched in May 2016. B is another University of Brighton graduate who has gone on to set up her own business. She has offices in Brighton and in London. I met B in the cafe area of Spaces, one of Brighton's newest and biggest co-working environments. We talked about B's inspiration to start in business, found out what running a music PR company actually entails, and discussed the biggest lessons she's learned so far growing a startup agency. Okay, hi B. Hi, hello. Let's start with how did you get into music PR? So, um, I got into music PR in a complete organic sense. So, um, being a, a big music fan myself and, um, and, and always doing voluntary things within the music industry. So, I had my own radio show, contributed lots of music um, websites, um, and then sort of started my own night in Brighton. It was from through managing a band actually that um, we put quite a bit of money aside to do a, run a music PR campaign, and we started working with an agency in London. And actually, the results were pretty bad. So I stepped in and said, actually, I've got quite a few contacts myself within the music media. Let me see what I can do. So I wrote my own press release, started pitching it out to various blogs and websites, and actually, the results were pretty good. Um, I, you know, in, in came loads of interview opportunities and track reviews and, and it was literally from that point that suddenly the band that I managed friends who were also were in a, a band of their own said, could you do our next single actually? You did a really good job there. And I was like, I don't actually do music PR. I was just jumping in and helping out and that's where Liberty Music was actually born. So it was a complete kind of, you know, um, the, the superstars aligned really. And suddenly I was like, wow, actually this could be a proper business. Um, and I could actually make some money from this because everything else I'd done, like I say, was kind of passion and voluntary and that was it. So it's sort of one campaign after another, working with local bands, local bands to kind of now, you know, we're working with international acts. Um, yeah. And I know you're a University of Brighton graduate. Yes. What did you actually study? So I did a business studies degree. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I think, I, you know, having that kind of business head on me constantly when I'm doing things that I do and that entrepreneurial spirit I guess yeah okay um, what about sort of immediately after graduation just give us just fill us in on what happened when you graduated okay. where did you go so after I graduated I actually um, did a graduate scheme so I worked for a local company in Brighton well they were a global company with General Motors they had a finance division in Brighton joined their graduate scheme 
my passion was marketing communication so um, that was the aim to kind of go through the year and then end up in that department which I did um, I was soon promoted to uh, a marketing kind of assistant to a marketing manager it actually happened quite quickly um, because the marketing manager left about two months after I got to that department so suddenly I was a marketing manager and I, I still felt really inexperienced actually I thought well I don't deserve, deserve this title doing the job long enough stayed there for a couple of years um, and then moved into a kind of marketing consultant role soon after and then yeah from there kind of then got into the charity sector did a few years sort of marketing within charity and then literally had that moment where I was able to kind of move into music Okay. Yeah. So, sort of bringing this up to today, um, tell us a bit about your agency now. Would you call it an agency? Is that yeah? Yeah, it is. It is an agency. So today, Liberty Music has um, a sort of our flagship office is in Brighton. Um, here we have four staff. So there's four of us here. There's, some, there's someone in London in a co co-working space. And then I'm soon to employ someone in New York, actually. So he'll be looking after our kind of US operation because we work with a lot of American clients. So it makes sense to have someone out there. Um, we're working with global acts. We've taken on some of our major, some major acts. Um, recently, we've, we've actually started working with Sony and Universal, which is huge. Um, considering we started, you know, very grassroots kind of local level, um, and we're starting to diversify. So we're kind of like, I think we're kind of at the innovative side of PR as, as well. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about that because I imagine music PR, in terms of the channels that you're using and the way that they use, has changed quite a lot in quite a short space of time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I started, I think people were still reading music sites and, and print press, you know, music press, and I think that's happening less and less now. Certainly if you speak to the kind of slightly younger audiences about how they find out and discover new music, um, a lot of them will say to you they don't actually read about it. You know, they listen to it via Spotify and various other playlists and, and things like and platforms. Um, so actually we've started to kind of develop our um, Spotify and our playlisting um, service so that we, we actually offer that now as a service as part of the PR package um, and also influencer marketing. I think people are really kind of influenced by, I don't know, people that, that they really idolise and they respect through their social media. So big Instagram stars now we work with and vloggers who actually um, go ahead and kind of um, pitch some of the artists that we're working with. Um, right. Yeah. So what kind of work would you be doing on a sort of daily basis? Daily basis, a lot of it is press release writing. It's quite grinding. I mean, I think PR sounds glamorous, but it isn't. You know, it's a lot of emailing. It's a lot of chasing up. You've got to have a thick skin, you know. You've got to have a real passion. Sometimes you can be really passionate and think, have really high hopes for a, a certain act or a band and think, or you know, this is definitely an artist for NME, or and then you'll speak to the editor and they'll say, mm, I really don't like this song actually. Um, and it's kind of, I think you know, you've got to have lots of different skills, but one of them is a real tenacity and, and, and be a real hard worker. Um, and it isn't very glamorous, a lot of the time it's just you in front of your computer, sort of sending your hundredth email that day and chasing your hundredth journalist that day. Right. Okay. Um, so going back to the start of your agency, what were some of the challenges that you faced in those early days? Yeah, I think um, we were quite lucky when we started because it was literally me at my kitchen table at home. Um, so my overheads were pretty much zero. Um, before I started the business, I'd saved up about six months worth of living. 
so that I was able to, I had a bit of a kind of a cushion in case I didn't start making money, you know, from the, from the business, from Liberty. Um, but in terms of challenges, I think it was just kind of getting out there and connecting with some of the bigger journalists. So initially we were working with the more, you know, smaller blogs and smaller music sites. So trying to connect with like music editor at The Independent and The Guardian was pretty tough because I was kind of a nobody in their eyes. Um, so it, it, you know, it was kind of jumping over that hurdle, and and, and over time it, it happened. You know, and it, it just it just needed me to work with the right kind of artist that would really interest that editor. Because initially I was working with just really small acts that perhaps they weren't particularly interested in. Um, it's quite a you know achievement to move on from being a free essentially a freelancer yeah. to start employing other people. Yeah. Like, and you've obviously been going for some time now. Like mm. how what's been driving that success do you think? What keeps um, you going? What's behind yeah. your success? I think it's that we're um, truly passionate about the artist and the, the client that we work with. I think we're 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 very thorough, I think having experienced it firsthand of working with an agency that perhaps didn't deliver. Um, I was very adamant we would never be that kind of agency and we would always, you know, um, hand guide the client right through all the various stages and I think we're very open and honest and transparent about what we do and I think that's why we get all most of our businesses repeat the word of mouth um, and I think that's testament to the way we, we are and how we handle each client and each band, when I say client, it's like a band or their management or their label team, that's who we work with. I was going to say, would the are these all signed acts? And there are a range, actually. Yeah. So a lot of people that want to remain independent and, and kind of take on that DIY approach. It's very trendy now to say I, I do everything myself. I don't mm. need a label. Work for lots of those sorts of acts. Um, but they, they still want PR. They still want yeah. So they're, they're really serious. They've got some cash put aside and they want to do everything the right way, but just without a label basically. So they have 100 control over everything. Um, so, so yeah, I think it, that, it's been that, and I think also as an employer, I think we're very fair, and, um, and I think we're really supportive, and we kind of all come together, like the, now that one of my staff members is leaving, I'm kind of doing what I did right at the start, which is pitching again, because, you know, I know I need to come and support the team here, um, so, yeah. You talked about some of the daily grinds that you have to, to do. What about, yeah. I mean, what do you enjoy about being a founder in particular? Like, what are the good things? Yeah, what do I enjoy? I like the autonomy. I like the fact that it's my job. You know, I, I am the owner of my own job, my own destiny, so to speak. I love, the, I love the freedom, you know, to be able to work from wherever I want. So it's a digital business. We work with people all over the world. As long as I've got Wi-Fi in my laptop, and a phone, I'm actually okay, I can pretty much work anywhere. Um, and, you know, just, just trying to sort of make a bit of a positive difference, I think, and certainly being a female entrepreneur as well, I try and put, push that, and, and, and a new mother, um, I think, yeah, you know, hopefully trying to inspire younger women to kind of hopefully do, do something similar. If you look back at yourself at university now, imagine you could look back in time and see yourself doing that business degree. Yeah. Would it surprise you to see where you are now, do you think? Or um, do you feel like you're always on that path? Yeah, no, I think I perhaps was always going to do that. Yeah. I think it, I just did it in a bit of a convoluted way. Um, I always knew that I was, was going to be doing something in, in music and I wanted to kind of 
you know, I'm not a musician, so I knew it wasn't going to be in, in that kind of creative way. But um, I just thought, well, if I can combine my business background and my degree with music, which is kind of what I'm doing, um, wouldn't that be a dream? And, and, and yeah, and there I am. I got to do it. Yeah. I think people would be interested to get a bit of an insight into the sort of the, the business mechanics, like how, and, and clients and how you make money, basically. Mm. Could you just share a few? Like, yeah. Okay. Insights? So I mean, a lot of what we do always starts with. Uh, kind of um, a proposal, so we will speak to a, um, a client, so it will be a label or management company or the actual artist itself, um, we'll have an exchange, they'll tell exactly what they're looking for within, within, in terms of PR for the next release they're doing, we'll put together a proposal um, and generally that, that conversation kind of goes back and forth until a decision's made, a decision's made on, on price. Um, I think we're fairly competitive amongst our, um, on some of the other kind of companies. Um, once that's sort of um, confirmed, I'll then assign them a, an account manager from the team. So that's someone that literally will be with them, you know, day in, day out, guiding them through from, from the start to the end. Press release is created right at the start. It's basically the toolkit that we use to go out to all of the music media, um, pitching the song. Um, and then it's it's sort of it's it's a sort of role of a relationships really. So it's uh, you know relationship management is a big thing. Um, and I think you know just having the kind of um, sort of you know sort of problem solving brain because a lot of the time some of our clients might have really high expectations. Um, so it's kind of uh, you know really kind of managing their expectations but also delivering the results that they want. We create debrief reports every week um, which basically shows what we've been doing and how and what the results of that has been. What kind of metrics are they looking for? Um, it's generally things like, you know, I wanted you to approach these 50 different blogs. What has been the response from those 50 different blogs? We've started actually getting more detailed now. So, for example, where something has had X amount of impressions being on a particular platform or it's been on a playlist on Spotify, which has 200,000 followers, what has been the impact of it being on that type of playlist. So we're actually starting to revise our reports. So they are, they're, you know, I think they're a bit more complex, a bit more t sort of detailed, which I think is great for the artists as well. Yeah. So I know you're recruiting at the moment. Mm. Um, so let's say there's a student out there that wants, thinks that they might want to get into music mm. PR. Is there anything okay. they can be doing now, or what would you advise them? What yeah. Your so I, you know, it's it's not necessarily looking for kind of experience in, in music PR because I didn't have experience in music PR, and neither did any of my team. Funny enough, I think it's just being, um, you know, having a really strong kind of work ethic, knowing that. It's not something you just kind of dip in and out of. I think you have to fully commit to it. It's not a job that kind of is a nine to five. You know. Unfortunately, we do get clients emailing us at nine p.m. at night because they're at the other side of the world, being, you know, realizing that actually you have to kind of jump an email and kind of drop them a line back. Um, sometimes at weekends too, which can be quite frustrating. Um, Perhaps doing something in music would be helpful. So perhaps maybe you you want a night in Brighton, you write your own music blog, you're a music fan. Um, you, you know, sort of maybe having some kind of passion in music. Maybe you, you manage a music um, a, a band of some sort. 
So having, so, I think you have to have some hand in music to be able to do the job, mm-hmm. um, because you have to understand the music landscape um, and you know what impacts uh, a musician at the moment. I think that would probably be it, and and, and possibly um, real kind of attention to detail and creative writing skills as well. I think is very important for the job. Okay. And what about? Aside from music, PR, what about just running a business? Any advice for generally for someone that might want to run their own business? Yeah, I think, gosh, some of the lessons we've learned is that, I mean, the way I did it is I started off pretty much with hardly anything in terms of um, a budget and, and just, so it therefore had very minimal costs. Um, for me, you know, you can pretty much work from, you know, a coffee shop or a shared space or from home, you know, if you're running that kind of business. Um, I think just have a think about, have a plan in place. We have a, a three-year uh, three strategy and we, at the end of every month we kind of measure ourselves as to where, where we're up, up to in, compared to the plan that we've set. So have, have a, make sure you have some clear goals set out as to what you want to do and how you want to achieve it. Um, and, and, you know, start to think about handing over the reins at some point. So I was very precious about my job, my role, it was only me for the first sort of nine months. And, um, and actually, I wanted it to just be me to continue, and it was my business partner that said, I think we need another one of you to, for, in order to, for us to expand. So um, I think sort of having an element of trust in, in the fact that other people can actually do what you do um, through, you know, training or whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, I think you've just got to have that ambition to want to do it. It's kind of quite scary to come out of a... I was in a really well-paid job, a corporate job in global events, and um, and I quick, you know, really well-paid job to suddenly go into music PR, which I'd never never done before. Um, my boss at the time thought I was mad, <laughs> you know, and they were like, "You're leaving this job to do something, you know, you're not sure it's going to work." Um, so I just think you have you got to have a sort of, you know, take no. Um, I won't take no for an answer sort of like approach to, to things and just go for it you know just just have the kind of the ambition and the energy to go for it yeah. and who's inspired you in your career would you say anyone? Uh, that's a good question there's a lot of um, women in music that are, you know perhaps artist managers and things like that and manage really big acts that have really inspired me but my, I'd say my dad really because he's an entrepreneur he's had lots of different businesses himself um, I think from a young age actually when I was a kid he was like you know you want to think about doing your own thing I think that's that's you know it, it would be such a rewarding experience should you be able to do that and I don't know I had a little job when I was like a kid and so I think I'd always had that entrepreneurial spirit I you know I sold, sold homemade lemonade outside our front house when I was eight um, so I kind of take it back to that. Um, yeah, so I'd say probably him. Okay. And what about the future for Liberty? Where do you, have you got a, so, a big vision? What, what yeah, so we want to expand quite rapidly. So I'd like to see us have um, quite a global operation. So something in the, um, a big team in the US. That's where a lot of our clients are. And here as well. I think uh, I'd like to see the team double in size by the end of the year. So recruitment's a big thing for us. And, um, and to be a real player, you know, and a, a bit of a disruptor in the industry and, and, um, and really sort of take on some of the really big um, PR agencies, um, which I know we already are, so. 
next one. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share uh, that we haven't um, talked about? No, I, you know, no, not at all. But I do, you know, I do think that my experience at, at Brighton Uni um, definitely kind of paved the way for for me being the person and, and being perhaps in the in the in the career and the mindset that I have now. Um, mm. What was it in particular you remember there as being influential? Um, I did. You know, I just think you know doing the course I was doing and um, being with a really cool set of people um, doing the business course. So it was quite an interesting bunch actually. I think we all were quite entrepreneurial in our own way. So I think that was yeah a big, big part of kind of where I am today from having experienced that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, B. Thank you. <laughs> So that was B. You can find her at libertymusicpr.com and at B Adamic, that's B E A D A M I C, on Twitter. To find out more about B Purple and all the support we can provide University of Brighton students and graduates, go to bpurple.co.uk, where you can also sign up for our free email newsletter. Got something to say about this podcast? Then send me an email. The address is bpurple at brighton.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. See you in a cafe soon for the next episode of Founder Chats.